reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Do we live to eat or eat to live? Can food really provide us with comfort, or do we just think we can find comfort in food? Are there particular foods that can actually alleviate painful conditions? Can certain foods, like those comfort foods, ease our emotional pain? A lot of questions come to mind as we define the role that food plays in our lives. Our guest is Lisa DeFazio, healthy lifestyle expert, nutritionist, and TV host. She's a certified registered dietitian with a master's degree in nutritional science. She's worked for Kaiser Permanente as a nutritional health educator and as a dietitian for physicians. On today's show... We'll talk about other foods with mood-elevating effects, vitamins that can help fight pain, probiotics as mood elevators, and if you have pain, a menu specifically designed for you. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, Atlantis Health Group, The Pain Community, and Depot Med Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Lisa DeFazio lives in Hollywood and has become the go-to expert on diet and lifestyle for many media outlets. You know, in fact, she's the expert for Red Book, U.S. Weekly, and Paris Hilton's websites. Lisa's also been featured as an on-air expert for ABC, CBS, and Fox, just to name a few. Lisa, welcome back to Aches and Gains. Thank you so much. In part one, we talked about using nutrition to help us lose weight when pain and inactivity lead to weight gain, limiting pro-inflammatory foods like processed meats and fried foods, and adding foods that can fight pain and inflammation, like fish, greens, and berries. We also talked about happy hormones— which are neurotransmitters called dopamine and serotonin, and how they can be used for stress relief. For example, eating berries, uh, turkey, and fish increase levels of dopamine, and eating turkey and eggs can increase levels of serotonin. In fact, dopamine binds to specific dopamine receptors, mainly in the spinal cord and brain, to affect pain perception. It may help modulate the emotional component of pain, the sensation and perception of pain, and the processing of pain in an area of the brain related to pleasure, addiction, and sexual behavior. Serotonin, on the other hand, acts on many different classes of receptors in a complex way to modulate pain. And some of these receptors can inhibit pain transmission, and others can facilitate it. Most of these receptors exist in the spinal cord, but others are in the brain and other nerves throughout the body. Elisa, patients of mine will tell me that food is comforting. 
I mean, they reach for comfort foods rich in carbohydrates, like ice cream, fries, and pizza. The stress of having persistent pain can lead to overeating. I mean, we all know that. Therefore, would my patients benefit from focusing on nuts and greens and fish, for example? In a perfect world. <laughs> but, you know, when I, I don't know about you, but when I tell my, my uh, clients to have an apple instead of, uh, you know, a piece of cake or a bowl of ice cream, <laughs> they kind of look at me. As medical experts, you know, we have to have that fine line between what's textbook and what's reality when they go home at 9 at night and they want a bowl of ice cream. But there are happy mediums for the fries. They want that crunch. They want that saltiness. So make some baked fries. There are some great baked sweet potato fries that uh, you can get even already bagged and frozen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't expect people to go slice sweet potatoes. If you want to, great. But the reality is a depressed person in pain is probably not going to be in the mood to do that. Right. You can find healthier replacements um, for these things. Again, it's the crispiness, that crunchiness, that satisfying your palate. And uh, you can get that with veggie chicken nuggets, baked chips instead of regular chips. So definitely you can always find healthier options for those same cravings. Mm -hmm. And again, most of the time it's not going to be about the hunger. You physiologically don't need it. It's really about the sensations that you're just using to numb whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. That's true. And, And great options, by the way. Lisa, I have some patients, not many, but some, who lose their appetite from pain. Yeah. What can they do to get those important nutrients in their diet and to stimulate their interest in food again? Are they diabetic? Do we need to make sure they're eating every few hours? Are they on medications? As you know, senior citizens uh, going through emotional things are already 90 pounds. Anything that if they're not eating for a day, it's, it's going to give them in more trouble, whereas somebody who's 50 pounds overweight... We can give them a little leeway if they want to skip a meal. Right. I am all about the these meal replacement, um, whether it's the meal replacement shakes or an insurer or a boost. It, you know, uh, it's going to be way too overwhelming for a person to sit down and eat 500 calories of pasta. You cannot force feed these people at this point. Mm-hmm. So I did this with my grandfather when after he was he was struggling with um, chemo and and he just couldn't eat. He had um, mouth cancer. Yeah. So we just made these really good concoctions of these smoothies with ice cream and um, uh, Ensure and protein powder. Mm-hmm. So at a point where people are not in the mood to eat, it's not a time to be worrying about you know broccoli and lean chicken. You just need to get these calories in them yeah. because the emotions will pass. So I always keep an ice cold Ensure next to the individual or if you live alone, and meal replacement bars. And again, if the person wants a bowl of ice cream, give them a freaking bowl of ice cream, you know? (laughs) Okay, so the meal replacements in the form of smoothies and shakes and bars can be really helpful if patients lose their appetite from pain. What? How would you stimulate their appetite using nutrition and diet? First of all, you know, if they are in the mood for something, if the person likes this certain lasagna that you make, that would be great. Activity, if they can at least walk a little bit, get them outside a little bit, Mm -hmm. even just to walk up and down the driveway, that also can help. There are different theories that some remedies can actually stimulate appetite, like green tea and ginseng and garlic, uh, even cayenne or red pepper kind of stimulates the metabolism. The person likes a special pizza from a special place. 
a comfort food that they liked from childhood, a homemade meatloaf that they like, whatever they're craving, get it for them. Okay. Talk to us about tryptophan and its mood-elevating effect. Tryptophan is going to um, also help produce that serotonin that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So tryptophan is most famously found in Turkey. It it actually is kind of relaxing you a bit and um, bringing you down a little bit. So typically it's going to be the um, animal proteins, um, complex carbohydrates. Brown rice would be great, whole grain breads, um, oatmeal. These things are also going to help to get tryptophan going um, and contain that and help, again, with the serotonin in the end, which is really going to be important. The eggs, as Mm -hmm. I uh, mentioned earlier, is going to be really good for tryptophan, chicken and fish. So it's more so with the animal proteins, uh, even more so is going to give you that tryptophan. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to know that there is benefit to tryptophan on our mood and that it's not just found in Turkey. Can vitamins help pain? We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company, committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www.millenniumlabs.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Welcome back. Lisa, in your experience, are there certain vitamins that can help fight pain and boost our mood? You know, it's impossible for everybody to eat a perfect diet every day. Mm-hmm. And when you are low in, I know for a lot of women, for moods and energy, B12 is really important, especially with our month, monthly cycle. And sometimes you're not eating enough protein and people who are depressed and in pain probably aren't eating uh, the best diet. Right. Uh, general multivitamin or even what I like as well as when they have multis for women and then multis for men because we do have different needs uh, being men and women. Exactly. And Lisa, how about fatty acids? Essential fatty acids, certainly. Um, you know, the healthy fats, omega-3 and fish oil, that can uh, help with moods for a lot of people, mm-hmm. helping with the brain and, and nerves. Generally, again, I don't load people up on it. It depends on your diet. Right, and speaking of diet, if you could create a menu specifically designed for those in pain, what would it look like? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast would be oatmeal with some berries and some almonds. Mm-hmm. So we have all of those really good foods that we uh, talked about. Maybe a an omelet with one egg yolk, a couple of whites, and some veggies that we talked about that are anti-inflammatory and the the greens and onions and and maybe some mushrooms. Okay. And then lunch, a turkey sandwich for your (laughs) tryptophan. Right. (laughs) Or a really good salad. I like to put a lot of really fun things in my salad. Start with the lettuce and then the greens and then, of course, some protein, some 
sliced turkey or chicken. Mm-hmm. I like raisins and chopped apples and almonds, nuts, or a tuna sandwich. I love tuna, maybe with some uh, light mayo and um, on some whole grain bread or throw a dollop in your salad. And how about snacks? For snacks, I love fruit, like a really crisp red apple or banana with almond butter. That, of course, is going to give you that healthy protein uh, with the nut butters mm-hmm. or hummus with the garbanzo beans and some veggies. I like to dip veggies in hummus. Mm-hmm. And then dinner, our famous salmon or a really lean piece of meat. I always do one of those steam bags of vegetables. They have corn and broccoli and carrots. Right. And, and then I put a little bit of olive oil and a little garlic salt, and you just toss it all together. If you really want to sprinkle some Parmesan cheese on top, and again, maybe a sweet potato or those sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. I, I oftentimes will get sweet potato fries frozen and throw it in the uh, oven. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's really not that involved, which is key for me and I think most people. It is key. And finally, what about dessert? Yeah, maybe some sorbet after dinner, some frozen yogurt, uh, even a little bowl of cereal. Uh, with ice-cold milk is sometimes very satisfying, um, like a shredded wheat or something like that after dinner. Mm, I mean, that hits the spot. Lisa, for some patients of mine, life as they knew it has changed. Some have said life as they knew it is over. How can changing their diet lead to an improvement in their life? I mean, get them out of that place of despair. You have to do a lot of self-talk and, 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 and get yourself in a positive mindset. But when you're eating better chances are you're going to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to put you in a better mood, having a little more energy, feeling a little stronger. Sure. Sometimes a lot of the pain is being caused by the diet to begin with, and they don't even realize it. Right. We talked about all of these foods that decrease inflammation, but the inflammation is causing the pain, and now we're decreasing the inflammation, and, you know, it, it should indicate that we're going to have decreased pain um, if you give up on yourself, then, you, you know, who else is going to really be there for you? And No, no, abs- absolutely. I mean, the key is don't give up. Yes. Now, the flip side is this, that when we feel sad, when we feel depressed, when we're in pain, we typically tend to search for foods that are bad for us. I mean, you know, because pain can lead to reclusive behavior, withdrawal from people that we enjoy being with. So which are those foods that we should avoid that are, if you will, bad? The bad foods? Yeah. When you're kind of in a bad place and you're home and you're watching TV and you're depressed, we want foods that are going to take us deeper in the hole, such as chocolate. You know, people, when they're depressed or lonely, they want chocolate because it is comforting. It's Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. But you have to think about how you're going to feel 24 hours later. That's where you have uh, the whole hangover and withdrawal. So what do people want? They want chips. They want chocolate. They want fast food. It's salty. It's tasty. So, I mean, I love, you know, junk food. But (laughs) what I do is I really try to... Think about how I'm, how you're going to feel tomorrow. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have a headache. You're going to, and so that typically makes me shut the fridge yeah. and go to bed <laughs> because you know oftentimes you're you're tired or thirsty. Mm-hmm. To have an ice cold glass of of uh, sometimes I'll do like a flavored mineral water or I'll even do a glass of juice. I'd rather have a glass of cranberry juice than sit and eat half a bag of cookies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those are great considerations and alternatives. How about beverages? Let's talk about soft drinks, for example. The regular soft drinks, of course, are going to have a lot of sugar. The more sugar you consume, the more you're going to crave. But also, 
you know, why waste 200 calories on a soda? You have to look at how much food you can eat mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So if you laid out seven packets of your yellow or blue uh, packets, there's seven of them in every can of diet soda. I don't know about you, but I've had patients that are addicted to this stuff, and they'll drink a six-pack a day. Right. So that's almost 50 packets of sugar substitute. And what it does is it creates a sugar craving cycle. Your taste buds say, oh, this is sweet, and it's waiting for calories to ingest. It hits your stomach. Your stomach's like, oh, this is zero calories. There's nothing here. Mm -hmm. It's teasing you. And then people end up binging and craving sugar. So it, it... aggravates and stimulates sugar craving cycles. Okay, so soft drinks contain a lot of sugar, and diet soft drinks contain sugar substitutes that lead to sugar cravings. What should we drink, then, that's healthy and nutritional? We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org. For information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. Lisa, we talked about the unhealthy aspects of soft drinks and diet soft drinks. So what should we drink? A lot of people are bored with water as I get bored. I don't mind these, you know, lightly flavored vitamin type waters. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might have 40 or 50 calories, but it's going to be better than a a soda. And, you know, you are getting some vitamins in there. I mean, I, I keep those in the fridge. Another option is to do some sparkling water and add a splash of juice. Okay. Another idea is to keep a pitcher in the fridge of filtered water and then add lemon slices, cucumber slices, orange slices, and it's a very refreshing spa-type beverage that gets a little more umph than just uh, plain water. Mm-hmm. Some of the herbal teas, raspberry, lemon, uh, cinnamon spice, and brew that, uh, add hot water, and then add ice and keep that in the fridge. Mm -hmm. I really like those alternatives to plain water and to soft drinks that are healthy and refreshing. You know, Lisa, I have patients that are plus-sized and say it's impossible to order healthy foods off the menu at a restaurant. Do you have any pointers for that? Sure. It's not impossible, but it certainly takes discipline. First, look online and find the menu. And most of the time, most restaurants, their menus are online these days. And when you look at the menu, you're going to be able to make a healthy decision because you're sitting there not very hungry. The problem is when you're sitting at the restaurant and you're looking and you're conversing and then they bring the bread and then you're looking at what other people are eating in the restaurant. So try to make your decision um, ahead of time and then just don't open the menu and you have to just have the discipline. You know, have a little bowl of cereal before you go. Don't go starving. (laughs) There's always going to be some sort of fish or chicken on the menu and you can always get double vegetables instead of all the starch. And most of the times restaurants will substitute um, Instead of cheesy macaroni and cheese, you can get, you know, some rice pilaf. Okay, those are great suggestions. 
You work with diabetics as well, and studies report that 50% of patients with diabetes will experience painful neuropathic symptoms. What do you recommend for those with diabetes to help control their blood sugars, weight, and also to reduce the risk of pain? Oftentimes, the weight is why they have the diabetes to begin with. Definitely, I've had patients who lost 20 pounds and they went off their meds and now it's diet managed. Mm -hmm. The key, though, is that you have to remember it's always going to be underlying. So the idea that I'm cured and now I can go eat whatever I want is not the case because you're going to gain the weight back. It's going to pop up again. Right. It's very important to eat regularly so you don't get in a position where you're starving. Um, If you're on meds, take your meds and... Most of the time, uh, oftentimes, the type 2 diabetics, adult onset, can get off their medications if they're doing really well uh, with their diet and exercise. And getting off the medication is what motivates a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So whatever motivates you um, and keeping those whole grains in the house. You know, load up more on the vegetables than the fruits. You can't eat 10 fruits a day if you're diabetic. So we talked about earlier with the fruits, well, a diabetic is... um, the exception because your body is still going to see it as sugar. I think it's really important just, again, to have the healthy food stocked up in the house, eating every few hours. Um, Protein is going to be very important for a diabetic to keep the blood sugars even, um, like at the snacks, and activity, you know, even even five or ten minutes at a time throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Concentration can be tough when you have pain. Which foods help us focus? Well, the salmon, again, <laughs> with those healthy uh, omega fats, um, you know, I find that overloading on carbohydrates mm-hmm. are going to make you less focused and not as sharp. You're going to get more tired and fatigued. So, um, you know, having plenty of your fruits and vegetables and protein is going to help keep you more alert. You know, I wouldn't recommend a big plate of pasta in the middle of a work day because you're just by 3 o'clock, you're going to be falling asleep at your desk. Right. Um, nuts, I love nuts. Um, the nut butters, like the almond butter and fruit, and uh, turkey, sliced turkey with, um, you know, maybe some veggies or a pickle or half a sandwich. So I'd say those, those protein foods and mm-hmm. more of the vegetables um, are going to be really important. Okay. And before we close, what's your healthy eating message for those in pain? It's really about a mind-body connection and not using food as a drug to begin with. Maybe one day I'll come up with it and be on your show talking about my millions on the cover of Forbes or something. Or you and I maybe can come up with something. <laughs> and anything else? First of all, there's not going to be a one diet for everybody. And you just need to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. And not only for people in pain, but everybody. You know, look at why you're in this position. Give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up emotionally because it's going to take you further down. Yeah. And know that, you know, it is possible to get better. You know, I always tell my, my patients will come in, I can't lose weight. And I've done this. Are you truly every day doing everything possible to feel the best that you can? I'm not. I'm not even, and I'm a dietitian. So that's, that's the thing. If you're not doing everything possible with your diet and taking care of yourself, then you're not at the best that you can be. Exactly, and that applies to having the best foods in your kitchen as well. It's really important to keep your kitchen stocked, you know, with the healthy items, mm-hmm. eat your fruits and vegetables, and drink something before you eat. 
mm-hmm. because maybe you're actually thirsty right. um, and, and not necessarily hungry. And that can oftentimes beat the craving. Fabulous. And remember, water can beat the cravings. Great discussion today, Lisa, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you. Thank you so much. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.